say goodbye to the food police and hello to peace. Welcome to the Love Food Podcast, hosted by dietitian and food behavior expert, Julie Duffy Dillon. This authentically engineered series is in the form of a love letter, welcoming you to reconnect with food. Now pour a cup of coffee or a margarita and let's begin. Welcome to episode 173 of the Love Food Podcast. I'm Julie Duffy Dillon, registered dietitian and partner on your food peace journey. I am so glad you're here. Thank you for connecting today. While we are walking our food peace journey, we are not alone. We are not doing this journey in a vacuum. We are doing this journey around everybody else in our life our partners, our children, our caregivers, our friends, our employers, you know, we all have our own experiences with food and our relationship with food and our body. And depending how our body looks, it's going to really make our food peace journey different because unfortunately in our world, not all bodies are treated equally. That's not a new thing. I know that. And for some people, if they are walking a food peace journey and in a smaller body, it's going to be experienced in someone who's in a larger body or a body that's marginalized because of ethnicity or gender identity. And we have a letter from someone today who has been walking her own food peace journey and her partner is in a smaller body and really feels, um, well, this letter writer communicates that they're concerned that maybe their partner has too much food peace because the way that they're eating doesn't have a lot of balance. Um, That's the word this letter writer chooses and wonders that maybe they've just gone too far. And what should this letter writer do about it? And I was so glad and just relieved to read this letter because this is such a common part of the journey for all of us is to look to our left or our right while we're doing this journey and noticing what other people are doing. We can compare. And sometimes that comparing has more to do with our own food peace process. So I can't wait to dive in and I can't wait to hear what you think about it. But before we get to this episode's letter, I want to let you know about a new project I'm working on. Head on over to patreon.com slash lovefoodpodcast and check out the After the Letters project. It's a membership that is $29 a month and gives you access to weekly mini episodes that dive deep into food peace core areas, areas that I think can further help you along your food peace journey. I'm putting this together because, well, I tried really hard to find a sponsor for this podcast. And honestly, diet culture has really taken that away from us because every food company or anything that wants to be on a food podcast just is going to contribute to food culture. And so I decided, you know what? I'm going to just take matters in my own hands. You and I will just find a way to make it work. So if you are financially able to support the Love Food Podcast, go on over to patreon.com slash lovefoodpodcast. If you are not able to financially support the show, there are still many, many different ways to do that, namely subscribing, sharing an episode, or leaving a rating or review. 
doing those small acts of kindness really help the show grow. They do. So I appreciate in advance anything that you can do to help the Love Food Podcast and help more people get access to food peace. All right, enough of all that. Let's go ahead and get to this episode's letter. Dear Food, I'm so happy to be embracing you again. After months, years even, of tight, stifling restriction, I have welcomed you back with much more open arms. I have defined and then found healthy enough for me. The thing is, I'm concerned now with something completely different. My partner of 10 years, who on the outside looks like the picture of health, is choosing types of you that I can't help but worry about. He sends me to the shop most days to buy cartons and packages of you that I know, while they have a place and a balanced diet, aren't the best for him when eating so regularly and without the fruit and vegetables, etc. This puts me in a tricky place, food. The very last thing I want to do is restrict him in any way or be even a little bit judgmental. I don't think he's got disordered eating of any kind. I simply think he doesn't prioritize his health as much as I do which is fine. Body autonomy. But I can't help worrying. He has a family history of diabetes, and I think because he is in a socially accepted body, I think he thinks he's protected. This letter makes me sound like a horrible girlfriend. Maybe I am. What I really crave is a long and happy and healthy life together. How can I approach you, food, in relation to my relationship? Is it possible for someone to feel so much peace with food too much peace, that they just don't care? How do I help him care? Can I help him? Should I mind my own business? Love, dreaming of his health. Hey there, letter writer. I am so grateful that you wrote this note. You have no idea. This is a question I have been wanting to answer for a really long time, because seriously, it comes up in my personal life, in my day-to-day talking with people in my office or people who just have questions about the work I do. It comes up all the time. So it's one of those situations, letter writer, that I know you wrote in with your own personal experience, but thank you because there are going to be many people listening who can relate who've wondered the same thing. I wonder for you, listener, if you can relate to it. So let's begin with the question, are there limitations to food peace? Can someone have too much freedom with food? Can they feel just too much permission and too much unconditional permission to eat? And I hope you notice with the way I just phrased that last one, that the answer is no. You can't have too much unconditional permission to eat. That's some kind of like double negative or something like that. (laughs) Because really, unconditional permission to eat is just that, unconditional. There are no conditions to it. I think it's really important to connect with that and feel how much discomfort you notice when you really connect with unconditional permission for you to eat. And I really think for you, letter writer, and anyone who can relate to this letter, It's really about you, not about your partner, your loved one, your family member, your friend. It's really 
really about you. I say this because when someone believes that there's too much food peace in a situation, it's a sign that there's still a lot of recovery work to do, whether that's recovering from an eating disorder, whether that's recovering from diet culture, whether that's unexamined fat phobia. To me, it's a sign that a person's really early on in their journey. It's basically the experience of not trusting someone else's body or that there's conditions like someone has a family history of diabetes that you mentioned. You know, we all will doubt our food peace journey. We all will. Yet whenever we doubt it, it's really about ourselves. It's not about the person that we're projecting it onto. So there's a few things that I want to examine with your letter. You mentioned that you are in a place of recovery that feels, quote, healthy enough. And I really, really, really want to poke a stick at that statement because healthy enough, what does that mean? And I can only guess because, you know, we're not sitting across from each other having a a conversation over a cup of coffee or, or a margarita, but for a lot of people that I talk to in real life, healthy enough basically means that they've come to a place on their recovery journey where they're eating more of a balance, they're eating more foods that have pleasure, but there still are some really tough points. There still are some conditions. Maybe they haven't let their body regain the weight that they need to regain. And what that may look like is um, to someone maybe in the medical establishment or to someone walking down the street that this person's at a quote, I hate this word, but just the way it's called these days, a quote, normal BMI. There's nothing abnormal about a BMI outside of 20 to 25 FYI, but it's part of why this is kind of an issue, right? But um, someone who may think that, well, my BMI is in this normal or I guess really society's acceptable range. So that's healthy enough. When we all have really a weight that our body likes to be at, and it could care less what some statistical kind of equation is out there to dictate that, it really just has its own set point. And so for a lot of people I work with, healthy enough means they just aren't really getting noticed by the medical establishment anymore by how they look. So it's healthy enough. And I tell you what, when a person's body is not refed and still malnourished and still needs to gain weight, the food peace journey is going to be so tough. And it's going to be really hard to sift through when the body is still trying to meet some primal needs. It's really hard to get clarity on what you need um, with food and movement when your body, again, is still trying to, to recover some primal things. I want to move on to another point in your letter. You mentioned that your partner doesn't prioritize health as much as you do. And you come to that conclusion because he lacks balance on his plate. There's not fruits and vegetables and there's lots of pleasurable food. I really, really want to um, pause there or just let's just sit in that kind of assumption What is it like to assume someone is not prioritizing health? How are we really making that connection? 
can we really make that connection by noticing what someone eats? In order to really figure this part out, we have to really understand how we define health. I think for a lot of us, we define health by what a person looks like. You mentioned that your partner's in a thinner body, and maybe that's giving them permission to just eat whatever the hell they want. And I know for a lot of us, we can assume someone's healthy because they're in a smaller body. That's just one of the misconceptions out there. I think also we assume that someone's health is directly connected to the foods they eat and the way they move their body. And for some people, that may be how they define it. You know, it's just, I eat this way and I feel great. And maybe for you, letter writer, that's how you're going to choose to define health. But I wonder if that's how your partner defines it. Because health is not this finite place that we get to. Health is a very complex, nuanced, and also a social construct. Maybe your partner defines health as emotionally healthy. Maybe your boyfriend defines health as feeling satisfied with food and in a place connecting in relationships. Maybe your partner feels healthy because the two of you are in a great place. And that's so wonderful, right? So I think it's really important when you feel yourself experiencing that judgment, which I hear you loud and clear that you are aware of it, that there could be some slippery sides to this judgment, and that could be harmful, not only to your partner, but also to y'all's relationship. And so when you do notice that judgment, I think it's really important to put a pin in it because it's really highlighting how you define health. And like I said, your own process of healing your relationship with food that probably needs to be uncovered more. So whenever you are feeling that kind of, I don't know, I'm kind of feeling that tension or whenever you're feeling that discomfort or that abrasive kind of feeling when you see your partner getting another helping of something so delicious or going to the store to get another something that has lots of pleasure to it, I encourage you to really look within yourself and wonder what's there. I appreciate this is really hard work, but I really think it's something that is unexamined within yourself more than within him. And here's the really shitty part of it all. Even if it is, even if it has anything to do with him, you really don't have any role in that. Your job as the partner when it comes to food behavior is to accept him unconditionally and to let him make the choices that he's going to make. There are his choices, like you said, and finding a way for you to unconditionally accept them, I think is going to be really important work in your relationship and your own recovery. So in the end, I don't think someone can have too much food peace. I think we are only limited and how we experience food, and how our bodies are experienced in this world that can make us think that that is a part of the journey, when in reality it is not. The food peace journey is just that. It's not this finite destination. 
And so there can't be too much of it. I hope this helps, letter writer. Please stay in touch. Let us know how things are going. And I see Food has written back. But before we get to Food's letter, if you are looking for more ways to experience food peace, check out the After the Letters project. These are weekly episodes that I'm releasing via Patreon. You can get to all the details at patreon.com slash lovefoodpodcast. If you would like to support the show in another way, I would love it if you could leave a rating, review, subscribe, or share an episode. Doing any of these acts of kindness really helps the show grow, and I'm really appreciative of all of your support over the years. It truly does mean the world to me. Until next time, take care. Dear Dreaming of His Health, We have been walking a bumpy road and come so far. We see the relief on your face that lets us know you think you've come as far as you can toward food peace. Please know more freedom awaits. Every time you worry about your partner's food choices, please know that is a nudge to point you in the direction you need to go. Don't get trapped into thinking it's about someone else's food peace journey. When you feel the tension and judgment, lean in as much as you can. Ask, why is it here right now? What does it mean to you? Ask the questions instead of projecting. It will help uncover the wisdom that awaits. And that wisdom is you. Love food. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is a Love Food Podcast. Do you want access to more food peace? Jump on over to my website and join my email list. There, I share exclusive content that I don't share anywhere else. Get access to these tips and strategies by going to juliedillonrd.com forward slash sign up. And I look forward to seeing you here next week for another episode of the Love Food Podcast. Take care.